Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, go for it. Good morning, everyone. It's the notorious, glorious, V the glory economist. Uh, well, it's one of those days, Siege. It's one of those days. Giving you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguenews.com. Roguenews.com. That is our new featured flagship site. Check it, check it out. On and on and on. Rock on to the break of dawn. Roguenews.com. It's where it's at, folks. And also check out our sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. Mycbdedibles.com, where you can get all types of deliciousness infused with the power of cbd folks the infused with the power of cbd one of the most powerful components to human health and nutrition get it over at mycbdedibles.com where they put that vital vital nutrient in such a tasty and edible way mycbdedibles.com also check out the cryptoschool.io, the cryptoschool.io. Learn to trade. Join the watchers trade room. Links and everything are in the description box. Check it out. And also, guys, check out remaincom.net. Remaincom.net. Don't freak out. Remain calm. Remain calm. And with that being said, Siege, what is what is happening? Yes. Hey, good morning, V. Uh, good morning, buddy. Good morning. Good morning. Doing great. Hopefully, all of our our listeners doing doing fine as well. Uh, yesterday was quite an exciting day, V, for uh, for our news and for uh, for Sean over at SGT as well. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so you know, it is a uh, a lot of things. A lot of things has come to be, and a lot of things has uh, paid off, and. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about, Siege. Well, I, I can't believe, you know. <laughs> we, Dude, I mean, I, honestly, I'm looking at the first topic here. I'm still reeling. I think all of us are because of what's happened with Sean over at SGT. Um, tragic is an understatement, folks. And, folks, listen, I mean, we, we, we have this uh, Patreon and all that stuff on the bottom, on the, I think, in, this, in the description of this uh, channel. So go and show your, your support and your love for Sean. Um, SGT report, man. Three. I mean, let. I mean, it, it. I can't believe this. Where you have three hundred and forty-four thousand subscribers and thousands of videos gone, like it never existed. Yeah, I mean, what seven, eight years worth of, of work? Of work. Yeah. Just... Yep. Gone. It, it, it's. Who has the ability? Fine, you want to demonetize the guy? Fine, demonetize him. Okay, demonetize him. So now when you demonetize him, advertisers' adverts will not be playing on that channel. Right? But that's not enough. You want to eliminate... Any dissension of thought. Now, folks, here's the deal. 
Now, people say, well, you know, YouTube could do whatever they want. They're, they're a private company. Yeah, they can. But you're a private company profiteering off the public's work. There is nothing here that you create. Okay? The billions of people that come to this website, this media website, YouTube, the billions of people, they're not coming here to YouTube because YouTube is making such incredible programs. They're not coming here because all of a sudden, you know, YouTube has, oh, my God, they have the most incredible you know, television programs and documentaries and movies and blah, 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 blah. And look, I admit, CJ and I will admit first, we are huge fans of Cobra Kai. Love it. Gus will admit the same thing. Cobra Kai, I love it. But the billions of people are coming to see everyday content creators, independents like us, like Sean, like all the other millions of content creators. Okay? They're coming to see them. So you are here. Even though you're a private company, you are profiteering off the public. You're a private company, but your your main revenue, your main reason de existence is for individuals to create their own content and upload it to your site. It's fine that somebody doesn't meet a quote-unquote community guideline. Go ahead and demonetize it. But something has to be said that when it's gone past the point of demonetization, well, I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, money hurts people. It does. But what hurts more is to have your dignity and hard work completely flushed down the memory hole, completely eviscerated. What really causes the pain is is fine. Go ahead, demonetize again. Demonetize. Do whatever you want. This way, your 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 corporate partners and you know your corporate lackeys and this that and the other will won't won't have their ads playing. That's fair. That's fair. But to take three hundred and forty four thousand subscribers and thousands of videos and simply poof, just like that. God, to say that is egregious is an understatement. It takes extremely hard work. See, I remember when we crossed 10,000 subscribers. That, that was a big thing. Right? right. And we're pretty much an all audio format. And I get it. You know, video would probably add a significant amount of, of subscribers rapidly and quickly. And in the realm of suppression, where we see some funny things going on with the numbers, and we see funny things going on with sub subscribers and stuff like that. You know, I don't want to get into too many details. It's a landmark for any channel to hit 10,000. That's pretty freaking great. But when you're at 344,000 subs, it took you seven years to do it. You have over thousands of videos, and all of a sudden it's gone. YouTube didn't invest anything in SGT reports. They didn't inv they're not the ones shelling out the money, spending the creative time. They're not the ones doing any of that. They're providing the bandwidth, and they're making the revenue for it because of their massive ad revenue. 
But in terms, in terms of what are they doing, what kind of hard work they're putting in, nothing. Something has to be done. This is a level of censorship. This is a level of tyranny. It's egregious. It's egregious. You just simply, you know, fine. I I get. I understand corporate America. I I understand that you know certain corporations don't want their ads being played on certain channels. That's well, good and fair. Demonetize. Go for it. But to completely eviscerate, YouTube's making a dangerous mistake here. And I know most of you SJW Silicon Valley fools, because that's what most of you are. If you you don't like, you, you preach tolerance, but you hate it. You're tolerant so long as everybody in the whole world has your viewpoint. And that's a problem. If YouTube doesn't correct, if Silicon Valley doesn't correct its continuing behavior of censorship and whatnot, all they're doing is creating a platform that is rife or creating an environment that is ripe for disruption. 344,000 subscribers is nothing to sneeze at. That is an incredible number that most advert companies would salivate to have. Okay? So when you start taking out channels like that, and you start going after the bigger channels that have a million subs here, a million subs there, eventually it adds up. And if these content creators go to a platform, if somebody creates a platform siege that's a rival to YouTube that has all the bells and whistles, okay, and they take their audiences there, this is going to be a massive hit to them. Uh, We know there are other uh, creators who are ramping up on Patreon and putting everything on Patreon. Who knows where that can go? Who knows where that can go? Because people have to pay the bills somehow. You know, some of you don't like the oh, gee, first you know three minutes, five minutes, all advertisements. Yeah, it's advertisements. That's what keeps the thing going, man. That's what puts food on the table and pays the bills. Ads, adverts. We're not, we're not, we're not getting any money off the ad revenue on on, on YouTube. It's a free, it's a, it's a pitiful joke. So we add a hawk services. So, folks, SGT is gone. He has a backup channel running. I don't know how long it will be before they shut that down, CJ. Yeah, I mean, very, you know, very disappointing. I mean, if you think of the terms of their community guidelines and and who's responsible for writing those conditions and who determines who violates that community guidelines, you know, Sean received no email, no notification of his third strike. It just instantly was shut down. No, hey, by the way, you know, this is a courtesy email. I'll let you know that we we feel that you violated. Uh, please either download or back up, you know, all your video files, all your lifelong work that you have on our site. So despite all that, B, when you take into consideration of that, you know, who's responsible for determining that? Who is the judge and jury of of those community guidelines? You know, just strictly, you know, YouTube. And Sean, for the most part, has been really the counter narrative just like us to ensure that the balance of power between the fake mainstream media and the real media exists it's that counter narrative of truth where conspiracy is no longer conspiracy it's fact and how many times has 
oh, it's a conspiracy theory that, you know, that ISIS was, you know, you know, started by, you know, Obama, all these conspiracies that end up being true. And what's at play here is even a greater risk, a greater danger, and that's of the removal of free speech and the attempt to completely remove any type of counter narrative that exists. And we're going to see more and more of this. We're going to see more and more of this because the fact that Trump was such a disruption to the existing status quo, to the, the mainstream media, to the political system, that they're going to do everything that they can leading into 2020 to shut down. You know, we very well could be at risk at next. So that's their attempt. That's what they're they're going to attempt to do is to remove all counter narratives that do not fit the corporate propaganda, the political propaganda, the things they want us conditioned to. So this attack on SGT was really attack on all of us, attack on free speech, attack on our liberties to be able to uh, counter narrative, to provide our insights of things that are happening. I'm thankful Sean did have a backup channel set up. It, you know, so what can our listeners do? Obviously go subscribe to his SGT uh, report backup channel. And then also Sean has requested, you know, they YouTube has done this before where they've shut down channels and due to public uh, pressure, you know, on YouTube, they have reinstated, you know, channels before. So what you can do is, is, you know, start a hashtag reinstate SGT and tweet that out specifically to at team YouTube and put, put the public pressure on them to try to get Sean's main channel back up and, and functional. There's no, there's no guarantee. Uh, but the thing that's alarming V is the timing of this happening when the fact that the Russian collusion is completely falling apart, the radical side of globalism has nothing left to really offer us. And more and more people are awakening to the fraud, the fraud and corruption that's existed in government and, and the media V. Absolutely. My man. Absolutely. And um, it, it goes into with everything else we're talking about, man. It talks about, you know, the, the line in the sand in regarding free speech. Yesterday, Siege, you talked about Julian Assange. Okay. Now we have news today, Siege. Why don't you break that down for us, man? About Assange well, and what's well, happening. Yeah, well, and again, when you think of, of uh, WikiLeaks and everything that they've exposed, they, they have been the voice they created a dropbox where people could you know openly you know secretly uh whistleblowers to share information of things that were happening and to me v this is very much a, a line in the sand in regarding what's attempt the attempt to, to come into play here and that's the fact that ecuador is preparing to hand julian assange over uh to the british government and then in return potentially extradite him you know to the united states and back when the Obama administration was back in, they were aiming to prosecute Assange and WikiLeaks for publishing the hundreds of thousands of classified documents. Uh, but there was no really way for them to do that at this point. Now, we know the charges that have been laid out against Assange are false in regards to this alleged uh, incident with this female. So the charges against him, other than, other than sharing the truth, exposing the truth, there's really no other. So this attack on Assange is really, again, is, is kind of like the bigger stage of SGT. So it's it's kind of like SGT on overdrive, right? Because of 
you know, think of the not only the the, the free press, but the, the the First Amendment with being able to share this information. And to me, this is going to be very interesting to see exactly how the Trump administration handles this, for, because, in fact, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, uh, who has openly declared, quote unquote, we can no longer assange, allow Assange and his colleagues the latitude to use free speech values against us. V, what what does that mean? V, help me understand what that means that free speech can no longer be used against the state, the statist. I, I don't I don't get that. So to me, this is a very much you know for all those Q fans and for those people that are stating that that the indictments out there and they exist and everything. Help me understand how probably the largest critic of of the globalists of the government is potentially going to be extradited to the U.S. for prosecution by this administration. How does that make any sense, V? You know, it makes no sense, folks. It makes no sense whatsoever. And this, again, that's why we keep hammering it into you guys. Listen, midterm 2018, you go in there, you vote every one of these sons of bitches out of office, period. Every single incumbent. You, we draft an, uh, an article to the, to, the, to the Constitution, article to the Bill of Rights that puts in term limits for congressmen and senators. We put a stop to this nonsense because at the end of the day, it's this. The state is not your friend. The state is not your friend. The state is not your friend. Government all throughout history has been shown to be very efficient at two things. Now, these guys, they can't run a post office. They can't run a DMV. They can't run health care. They can't do nothing. They cannot balance a budget if their life depended upon it. If somebody put a head, uh, a gun to the head of these, these bureaucrats, they still wouldn't be able to balance a budget. But one thing they're very good at doing is this. They're great at stripping you of your rights and your freedoms. Very efficient at doing that. They are very efficient at, at crushing and quelling free speech. They're very, very efficient, folks, at two other very big things, stealing and killing. They're very good at it. Very good at it. And this is why Assange, and the story of Assange, is a major First Amendment free speech case. Okay, it is a litmus test. Julian Assange is the litmus test to Western civilization. And that test to Western civilization is this. Do you practice what you preach? You say that you are the bastion of freedom. You say that you are for free speech. You say you are for transparency, that democracy is all about openness and understanding, that everything should be open and laid bare, that there should be accountable actions and measures in place, that everyone should be accountable. That is what you that is that's what the state tells us. But when it comes to Assange, who all he does is puts up documents that incriminate, it doesn't put lives in danger. Actually, they go, they take WikiLeaks takes very, very careful measures to make sure that people's lives are not harmed in the divulging of these classified information, that operations are not revealed, but the acts are exposed for what they are. And Siege, Q said to trust Sessions. 
What is a quote that Jeff Sessions has said in regards to Julian Assange? Well, real quick, uh, before we jump into that, too, is that you said something that was very important, V, and that's the fact that when has WikiLeaks ever had to redact any statements or any claims that they've made, V? When, when have they never really investigated information on these these data dumps and taken yeah. the time to research it, right? I mean, right. so it's not like they're out there, you know, spreading false information. Everything that they've exposed has, has turned out to be true. <laughs> so what's right. the crime? I, I'm having trouble comprehending it, B. But that, that's the danger. That's the dangerous. And, and then as far as Sessions, you know, I, I, I would like to sit down with across from Jeffrey Sessions and ask him, that you know why hasn't the the doj put asked for the uh the the political campaign and finance laws for them to investigate the collaboration of the dnc uh with the clinton foundation why haven't they researched to begin an open investigation into the alleged uh, foreign money that that it's a complete violation of campaign finance laws we, we don't, we're not getting any of that on the surface. I, I'm tired of all this. It's in the background. It's being worked. It's theory. And, you know, there's so many things, more things that could be done on the surface, surface if things were really happening. And that's my argument to those people. And I get that it's great that we're all united and we're all this. But, you know, let's keep in mind that very well until those actions take place, I'm not I'm not looking for resignations. I'm not looking for this person left, this person left and everything. I'm looking for those individuals to be held accountable uh, for what's happened. And the champion of a lot of the things the last several years has been Julian Assange. So will Trump have the courage to go ahead and to pardon Julian Assange in the event he's brought to the United States? Would he have the courage to do that to the deep state operatives who are so wanting to put him in the U.S. prison to prosecute him for the rest of his life. Be. Yep. And that's the sad part, folks. That is the sad part. Anyway, moving on to uh, some other news, Siege. Let's touch base on the global cannabis market that is set to explode. Um, this is going to be one of the major industries here, man. You want to break that down for us? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very interesting to watch this play out. And what a lot of people don't understand is the fact that outside of the 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 theory or the thought that, oh, you know, people are just, you know, doing it just to get high because there's still a lot of those stereotypes that exist. But when you take a look at, you know, emerging emerging industries, you take a look at specifically, you know, of, of hemp and cannabis. And what's interesting in this report is talking about the potential of not only you know in canada in the us but other countries as well and what's taken shape is the amount of investment money the amount of companies that are willing to uh, jump into the cannabis industry you know i've been i've been following this industry for the last you know three or four years have you know witnessed several of the changes occurred uh, it, it all really stemmed from the stanley brothers in colorado Right. Um, back to Charlotte Finney, I think Finnegy was her, I think it was her last name with Charlotte's Web and them identifying the medicinal properties of cannabis. And I think that's a realization that we're coming to is that this will eventually the next 10 years be is going to turn out into a, a multi, you know, billion dollar industries. 
And there's so many different auxiliaries, auxiliary businesses that established because of this industry, uh, whether it's the, the, the processors that will uh, eventually will process the, the cannabis, the hemp that comes from, you know, from the grows, whether it's the, uh, the technology sector that has really reinvented, you know, a lot of the growing techniques, whether it's the, the specialty LED lights that are creating even greater yields. But on average, you know, what this article is breaking down is the fact that several very reputable companies uh, are jumping into this and it's expected to be, uh, it will eventually be a $57 billion market and, and growing. And it's estimated to be by the time 2027 gets around, again, that 57 billion mark uh, will be in favor. And, and once it happens and it's going to, if you take a look at Nash, the national consensus of this industry, I think the, the 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 cure shot that came out that really opened up people's eyes to the potential is when uh, the state of Oklahoma uh, legalized medical cannabis and and that came out of nowhere. We've covered it. it it's very much a red state. Uh, they were outspent six to one. The people are coming and this has a lot to do. I think again, just kind of credit, you know, back to Trump with the awakening that that's happening is that people are not putting faith anymore in some of the existing systems that have been in place for so long, uh, whether it's traditional medicine. So again, that industry in itself, you know, it's, it's, it's a very exciting time. Uh, you know, I know that with, uh, with Rogue and what we're doing with Rogue 420, my CBD edibles, you know, we are going to be on the forefront of, of helping uh, to people to get involved, to, to, to create, uh, you know, to come up with solutions for this, this industry. Uh, but no doubt it's it's a very exciting time. Uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, when you kind of look at Rogue and what we're doing, it's kind of like, uh, you know, crypto, cannabis and culture V. <laughs> Absolutely, my man. Crypto, cannabis and culture. Anyway, my man, uh, switching gears real quick. Uh, China still drives the global growth. Uh, great little article here from our buddies over at Bullion Star. Um China gold market is still in the driving seat. Now, within the first half of 2018, now behind, it's an opportune time. This is by uh, Ronan Manley. Uh, to look at what's been happening in the Chinese gold market. And as a reminder, China is the largest gold producer in the world, the largest gold importer in the world, and the China-Shanghai Gold Exchange is the largest physical gold exchange on the planet. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. For various reasons, such as cross-border trade rules, VAT rules, deep liquidity, and nearly all physical gold supply in China passes through the Shanghai Gold Exchange, the SGE vaulting network. These flows include, include imported gold, domestically mined gold, and recycled gold. Therefore, nearly all Chinese gold demand has to be met by physical gold withdrawals from the SGE. And the SGE gold withdrawals are a suitable proxy for Chinese wholesale gold demand. Therefore, at a high level, physical gold supply to the SGE equals SGE withdrawals equals Chinese wholesale gold demand. Now, gold supply includes gold imports, mine supply, gold scrap, recycling, the whole nine yards. It's talking about basically this entire article, right? And the reason why I picked it is this. Folks, in terms of the crypto craze and all these things that are happening, there are far less people that are still talking about gold. It's been kind of quiet, right? 
it is in this quietness, in this quiet space that we move into gold. Folks, when most Americans, when I describe what gold is, they just think it's just a coin, uh, I keep it, it's a store of value. They don't understand it's the most powerful asset in the world. They don't understand that when you get into a specific network, that the way you move in and out of any asset, any currency, fiat or otherwise, is gold. That there's a level in the world where the transactional ability is increased tenfold because you have you happen to have a yellow metal that's accepted everywhere. But you have to be part of that network to make it work. That's what opens up the world to you. And folks, with all this talk about cryptocurrencies and whatnot, keep your eye on the gold market. Even though many people who have been holding gold for the longest time, and silver for that matter, have been seeing prices depressed, we're you know, seeing us range locked between 1250 and 30 and 1300 and change, and you know, silver floating between 16 and 17 bucks an ounce. It's easy to get disheartened, but do not fret because the fundamentals you got to look at the fundamentals, okay? The fundamentals, folks for a breakout are getting closer and closer. And these low prices make it very attractive to position yourself that you know for such a move. So keep your eye out for the yellow metal. You know, yesterday was revealed, CJ, that you know Russia dumped pretty much all of its US Treasury stores. Everybody's reporting it. Very few people reported what the heck they were buying instead gold you see when you have some of the most powerful countries in the world and some of the most smartest countries in the world that are buying gold at a rate that has never been seen before you begin to understand that something is afoot there's a lot of global events that are happening today folks lots everywhere you look in situations in crisis in europe in the middle east here in the here at home domestically all all across the world But underneath the surface, underneath the surface, I will tell you, somebody who works within the gold industry, I've never seen movement like this before. It is very acute. It is very fever pitch. There is massive moves that are happening. And it's only a matter of time. It's not going to be this year. It's not going to be next year. But it's coming. It's coming. So, cryptos, cannabis, culture, and commodities like gold. That's the way forward. Anyway, Siege, what else we got, brother? Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit around the entire disruption that's occurring uh, globally, via, yeah. and that's the, the de-globalizer. I think that's a very important aspect to talk about uh, what, what's happening in uh, you know, we always, you know, criticize when we need to, but then we also applaud when we need to as well. And yeah. that's what Trump has been able to accomplish uh, uh, geopolitically. V. Oh, absolutely, man. H- huge moves. Uh, this is from the Saker blog. Peter Koenig it was actually picked up also by Zero Hedge. 
It says uh, Trump, the deglobalizer. Globalizer. Looks like Trump is running amok with his trading policies. Not only is he upset the European Union, which doesn't deserve any better, frankly, for having been and still being submissive vassals against the will of by now 90% of the Europeans, but he's also managed to get China to a fury. Well, for China, it is really not that important because China has plenty of other markets, including basically all of Asia and probably increasingly also Europe, as Europe increasingly feels the need for detaching from the U.S., what is striking, though, is that even on the outset of the G20 summit now, ongoing in Buenos Aires, Argentina, Trump's ministers have made it clear that unless Europe cancels all subsidies, referring primarily to agricultural subsidies, and eliminates the newly imposed retaliatory import duties, new trade deals are not going to be discussed, never mind that the U.S. has the world's highest farm subsidies. <laughs> Uh, from afar, this looks like the most wicked, nonsensical trade war the U.S. via Trump is waging against the rest of the world. Allow make America great again. Will it work? Maybe. One can never predict dynamics, especially not in a neoliberal Western world that is used to live on linearism, by which the definition is always wrong. Knowingly and deliberately, the West and its financial key institutions, the IMF, the World Bank, the Fed, the European Union, uh, trick the public into at large into believing their statistics and predictions, which, if one goes back in history, have always been off, way off. All life is dynamic, but to understand this takes independent thinking, which the West has long given up on, unfortunately. So in response to the latest Trump-promoted trade fiasco at the G20 in Argentina, the IMF is up in arms, saying this might lower world GDP by at least 0.5%, even if true, so what? In reality, there's a different scenario that nobody talks about. Namely, what renewed local production, monetary sovereignty, can bring to the world economy, precisely what Mr. Trump has it says that he wants to propagate for the U.S. of A. Local production for local markets for trade with countries that respect mutual benefits. The latter is, of course, a question not easily achieved by a trade deal uh, with the U.S., but the former is an enormous economic power keg. The stimulation of local economies through internal credit is the most commanding means to boost local employment and GDP. Then there is the sanctions game. It's getting even more aggressive. New sanctions on Russia, new sanctions on Venezuela, and new heavy sanctions on Iran. And the European puppets will still follow suit, although they are the ones that suffer the most from U.S. sanctions imposed upon others, especially because of their out of stupidity or fear. They cannot let go of the destructive empire hobbling away on its last breath. Or is it perhaps that those fake leaders of the Brussels construct are brought? Yes, I mean bought with money or with favors. It's not out of this world since those of the European Commission who call the shots are not elected, thus are responsible for no one. It's a great article. You can read it lengthily on your time. The reason why I picked it is this. For the last several weeks, I've been detailing for you what I believe to be the new American system. And you're starting to see that every single turn of the spade, every single turn of the deck of cards that is being held by the of this administration, you're starting to see that it is causing massive undulations to occur globally. Some of that, some of that, 
is causing a complete geoeconomic reset of relationships globally. Okay. You're talking about the European Union. All of a sudden, now they are they are they they're they're in a tizzy. They don't know what to do. Get closer to China, but yet still follow. You know, get closer to the east, but yet still go along with sanctions from the west. It is a game that is being played. And at the end of the day, if let if its course is to be left alone and let it let it run its course, what you will have, folks, you will have a new American system. You have the and again, folks, I've been detailing this for weeks. The new American system is a protectionist system, a system that safeguards and protects cutting and bleeding edge American technology, a system that rallies around a new petrodollar, a new petrodollar that is backed not by pipelines and wells flowing out of Saudi Arabia, but that which is unearthed from our own soil in our own land. This is huge. This is significant. People say, well, you know, V, you know, he's hurting some jobs and industries. Yes, it has to be, folks. When you when you rip off the band-aid of globalization, it's going to hurt some industries. Some industries will suffer, but what you're going to create is an incredible vacuum, a vacuum that only creative forces can fill. And you're going to see market forces at play, the likes of which we haven't seen since the end of World War II. And guess what? There is a new industrial revolution occurring in America. Factory orders are up like you would not believe. Hiring amongst factory workers, not the you know the BLS numbers. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about legitimate data showing that hiring in factories are is up, and there is a revolution taking place. The hiring of oil rigs, the ratcheting up of of ordering more rigs for energy exploration is the highest they've been. What's happening? What's happening? I know all of you in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of all the subterfuge and graft, I know all of you feel it. I know every single one of you feel it. It's like Phil Collins. I can feel it coming in the end of night. Hold on. And what that is, folks, underneath the surface, underneath all the bloodshed, chaos, chicanery, deception, lies, and evil of the globalists, and their deep state minions. Underneath all of all of the garbage. Underneath of all the 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 world saying that, you know what, this country will never rise again. America's starting to rise. That's what you feel. The new American system. If God forbid, you know, not God forbid, but if if, if the Lord allows the continued success that we are experiencing. Get ready. Get ready. That's all I got to say, Siege. Yeah, very well said, V. Very well said. 
Absolutely. And with that being said, folks, we are over and out. I don't know if I'll have decks on later today because I, I will be in a meeting. So I'll uh, we'll play that by ear. And again, folks, check out roguenews.com. There's some great articles up there. Check it out, roguenews.com. And again, subscribe, like, comment, and share. Tell your friends and family all about us. Uh, spread the love. Uh, so with that being said, we're over and out. Take it away, CJ. Uh, 